Hey guys, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Dessen. And I'm Juliet. Today we'll be reviewing The Autumn Bride, the first book in Anne Gracie's Chance Sisters series. But before we dive in, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please rate and review us. If you want more romance discussions, follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom, join our Facebook group, The Spoon Zone, and follow my YouTube channel, Jessen Reads Romance. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon, where we have extra content, including exclusive episodes and giveaway free enamel pins, stickers, books, and bookmarks. Special shout out to all of our patrons. We love and appreciate you. Yes, we do. Okay, so Juliet, I saw this. I'm not really, I don't know if you um, got on threads whenever it became a thing. No. Like that Instagram uh, version of like Twitter, basically. Um, th- <laughs> yeah, I mean, no. th- that's what it is. What re- um, yeah, no, I didn't. And it like transfers your friends over from Instagram or whatever. And I was never even a big Twitter user in the first yeah. place, but I mean, I made an account whenever it came out, you know. And uh, so I don't know what possessed me to get on it today, but I saw something and I just want. I thought it was funny, and I thought that I wanted to ask you about it. So, um, it says, "Turns out being an indie author is." 2% writing, 50% marketing, 48% scrolling social media. <laughs> How true is this? How true is this? Yes. No, seriously. Like, what What do you think, like, for you, like, what is your percentage My of, percentage? like, writing versus marketing versus, like, oh, scrolling God. inspiration? Like, truly? So, if okay, if I'm going to be honest. Oh, fuck. This is scary. <laughs> Out yourself. I would say, well, I would say 50% <laughs> writing, but that also includes editing. Yeah. You know, outlining and plotting. And then I would probably say, um, yeah, um, <laughs> definitely 20-ish percent scrolling in Pinterest, whoring. <laughs> I'm a Pinterest whore. Bad. And, and 30%. 30% uh, just promo. and But, like, my God, I marketing. am di- addicted to Instagram. Like, somebody needs to take my phone away from me. Yeah. Like, that – and look, I'm going to tell you the other day, like, when we – when I had the uh, Wraith King cover reveal. Yes. Oh, my God. Wait. This <gasps> is so funny. Shit balls. And you were in the middle of, like, editing and stuff that day. It was, like, an important editing day. Yes. It was, like, a heavy editing day for the Wraith King. Like, yes. I was, like, I've got to get progress. I've got to make progress today. This has to happen. I literally sat in my computer chair. I looked up, and it was fucking – 10 o'clock and I was like what happened where did the time go I was supposed to be editing from like you know 7 a.m to 10 and yes. I'm just all I did was responding to I was also talking to Julia reveal. that morning we were talking about like Wraith King edits and stuff like that yeah and then of course like the cover reveal was happening and I shared it and stuff like that and we were like um just like talking about you know the cover reveal and how it was received and everything and like shoot I knew she was supposed to be editing and then like all of a sudden she would like screenshot me like oh my god look at this comment so funny or whatever and I was like she's still on social media and she's like I need to get away from my phone I was like put it on the other side of the room I literally did I told I told my husband I was like Kevin if you're trying to reach me I'm putting my phone in the other room because I can't control myself yes but it it, it (sighs) is so and it's not even sometimes it's not even that it's like you like absolutely need to be on it. It's right. Just, like, it's if your phone's there, like, it's almost oh, compulsory what, what, to yes. turn your phone over and open the Instagram yes. app or something. Because I actually used to have to put my phone in my room when I was studying, like whenever mm-hmm. I had a big test, because like I knew and I was stressed about the test and everything. But if my phone was next to me and if I felt it buzz or whatever, I'd have to yeah. look. Who's doing I'd exactly? Have to That's look. it. If I get a notification, and I'm if in I, trouble. And if I look because someone's texting me, I'll answer the text yeah, and, of then and then immediately you're, go to you're social gone. media. Yes. I'm like, nope. 
And I then know. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, I wasn't supposed to touch my phone. So I literally had to put it in my room. Yeah. Because I was like, that's the only way. And you know what? I was completely fine. Like, if it's out of sight, I'm fine. Right. If it's out of sight, I'm not thinking about if it. If I can hear it buzzing, I'm yes, in trouble. Exactly. 100%. But I just thought that, that was funny. Because I was like, you know, indie, indie, it, rom- indie romance authors, they do a lot of shit. I mean, like, all, all you know, jokes aside, they do, I mean, they handle a ton of marketing shit. And that's oh, one of the benefits, I guess, of trade publishing. You know, you sacrifice maybe some creativity and some autonomy whenever it comes to decisions that you're making and stuff but mm-hmm. it comes at the price that it, all of the marketing you have a team stuff that's like is, planning all is that. on you like yes. that's that's on you to yeah. you know make sure that you're promoting your book ahead of time at the right time and you know getting into the hands of readers like it's all on you so like kudos to indie authors and you know what we keep seeing a lot of these like hybrid you know um deals that indie authors are going into where they still keep like some ebook rights and stuff like that but yeah the paperback you know gets published and stuff which is what happened with uh stay spell and i mean it's just like it's wonderful for for indie romance authors because it's like the best of both worlds it truly you know? is and it's funny because i feel like i'm in i am in i literally have a half and half relationship with trad in indie because the wraith king is all mine full indie mm-hmm. stay a spell is mine except the prints are owned by union square and then there's going to be the tour books that are all trad yeah so but i'm going to be rotating every year yes yeah exactly so it's kind of weird to and it's interesting i think it's um i think we're kind of in a new era of publishing i think you and i've talked about that before that the opportunities are better i think for indies because the stigma is going away that Mm -hmm. indie means less poor quality or whatever work yeah and that's kind of gone away (laughs) yeah it has because um trade publishers have literally been stalking the indie romance halls and snatching them up left and right so i mean like they're like oh yeah. man here's a gold mine i'm like yep exactly Recently snatched up another one of my friends but i can't tell y'all who. And I'm secrets 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 okay. i'll tell you later so <laughs> let's get into talking about yes this book. let's hear about these adorable characters listen I'm i so just love. have to i have to say like you know we always talk about like our patrons how much we love and appreciate them and the reason why i even read and gracie was because someone had recommended every single month i do an exclusive vlog where mm-hmm. i have recommendations that patrons give me i put all the book recommendations on a spinner wheel and i randomly pick two books to read one of them was the perfect rake by Anne gracie and it was the first book in the meridue sister series and i was just like oh my gosh why have i never heard of Anne gracie before yeah. i was like i've never picked up her books before and i was like i just really really like her writing style so i finished the meridue sister series and i was like i loved it and i was like i want to read more but she has quite a bit and so i went on goodreads to see what was her like most popular series and it was the chance sisters so that's whenever i picked up the autumn bride and it wasn't very i like was a couple chapters in and i was like oh god this is gonna be five star oh, isn't it i was like look, it just really is look uh, as soon like, as they meet on that the staircase i was like i have <laughs> to put this on the podcast guys and i was so. even like who's Anne gracie and why don't i know her yeah. you know so i'm excited too and it also makes me just really happy because i feel like especially in the past like year year and a half historical romances i've I've had very little luck with finding like new authors. Mm-hmm. And not that Anne Gracie's a new author. She's new to me for right, sure. Right. But like I've had, you know, I've just been cycling through my tried and true yeah, romance Lee authors. Sprayden, if they have yes. if they have new releases, those are what I read. Right. And I just feel like the attention on historical romance hasn't been what it was. Like even a couple years ago, like three years ago. 
I mean, the attention on historical romance was so great because of this revival and like with Bridgerton loving, and stuff like well, that. Bridgerton, but yeah. and also like the obsession with the old school covers. Like everyone was on oh, stocking eBay true. and getting the old school covers, and, and I feel like a lot more people were were talking about historical. Like mm-hmm. it was more of like an everyday conversation type right. of thing, and it's not anymore, which is sad for me because I am a person that needs to cycle through contemporary historical fantasy. Same. I Same. need to cycle through them, so like I need a historical because I'm like. I crave that. And it's perfect for me because you always like, I literally like last week when we were recording, you're like, and I was like, oh, historical romance is next week. Like I don't get all excited because yes. then that means I get to read a historical romance. Yes. You know? And we try to cycle through them on the podcast in that way too, right. to make sure that we're hitting like all the different, different genres, genres for people. Yeah. So I'm just really, really, really grateful for um, everyone's suggestions on Patreon because you <laughs> helped me find the hidden gems like too. this. Because this was published, I think it was like somewhere in the 2000s. I have it written down somewhere, but this was not a new release at all. And I was just yeah. like, I'm so, so happy to have read it yeah 2012 like you know it wasn't recently and the audiobook's really good too y'all it's funny it's it's just by one uh, narrator female narrator and she's um english and so you would think it might be she might might, she just does all the voices really well and i can totally love a good narrator i mean we just just really good so let's talk about the characters real quick yes um very very interesting characters so the book actually opens in the hero's point of view he's 18 years old he's just inherited um his title from his uncle who recently passed away way and he doesn't have any other family besides his aunt who's his only like living relative now and he's meeting with his uncle's solicitors and they're all like there's no money (laughs) and like when i say there's no money like even if you sell off stuff like i don't think it's gonna help pay all of it no you're still gonna be owing for years yeah you have to pay off you have to sell everything and he's just like what he's like ah how how my uncle like spent money all the time then he's like making is like clicking in his head like Like, who's who's giving this dude credit that's what i kept thinking who keeps giving him credit because he's a gentleman and they still loan him money because he's a gentleman or whatever so dumb but so max's main worry which already endeared him to me was his aunt he was Mm -hmm. like i can't sell her house like it would devastate her to sell her house in London. Like, this is where she's always lived. Mm-hmm. I need to find a way to keep her. I don't want her to know how dire the situation is because I'm sure mm-hmm. um, she doesn't know because they even were like, okay, well, my aunt has jewels. I can sell those. And they're like, paste, my lord. He had them copied years ago. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. well, shit. Like, there's nothing. Except for he the rings on her do. finger, which she's not which she giving away. she doesn't take off. Yes, she doesn't take off. Those actually come into play. Yeah, um, that's important uh, later. Uh, that's important later. <laughs> um, but so Max is just like racking his brain. He's like, what can I do? And he's just like, oh, well, I, I, I refuse to sell the London house like I'm gonna get a private loan or something and they're like oh no my lord like don't do that like those are the worst of the worst and he was just like listen I'm gonna do what I need to do because like I just I just cannot see my aunt you know living you know destitute yeah. and just like I'm not gonna let shunned her by her friends and stuff like that so like already he's like a family man he's loyal like we get that vibe from Max and he's also determined at 18 years old you know he's like I'll do whatever is necessary I want to do it so that's our introduction to Max <laughs> and uh, his loyalty to uh, his Aunt B. And then jump about 10 years later. 10 years later, we meet our heroine, Abigail. She is a governess, and she works for these kind of horrid people. Ugh. You know, they want to keep her working even on her off days, and so she always, like, ventures out, even if it's, like, sleeting or snowing. And like, she's just like, I got to get out of the house, or else they're going to make me do extra stuff on my days off, because yeah. you're like, well, if you're here, you know, well, they're like, And you're well. a single woman with no family. What yeah, else can you do but watch time? the children? Servant? What, why would you oh, need my- Oh my god, do the worst. So 
whenever she's on her way back, because she has to be there precisely, precisely on time, or else they'll dock her the a whole day. The full day. Yeah. Okay. Um, and she's stopped on the road by this this woman who looks she looks shabby, right? Um, mm-hmm. she has a limp and she looks just like you know and she's not beaten put up together, too. beaten up. She has like a split lip and everything. And she's like, you know, Abby, Miss Abby uh, Chantry. And she's like, yes, who wants to know? Uh, your sister Jane is here. Um, and I need and you to come sell her. She needs you. And she's like, no, my sister Jane's not here. She's on her way to a vicarage up north. Mm-hmm. You know, she's going to be the paid companion to a vicar's mother or whatever. And she's like, no, I'm telling you, she's here in London right now. And uh, she's in a brothel. So, like, yeah, you, you need to come need save to come. her. Like, like, there's little what? time. There's little time um, because do you want her to stay here? And, like, come on. Let's go and so Abby literally has to take a chance that this woman's yeah. telling the truth that this isn't some weird some trick. weird trap because she knows about like she's kind of been forewarned about London and the seedy you know kinds of criminals and whatnot so right so Abby decides to trust her and go there and she gets to like the brothel and this woman named Daisy is just telling her just like look she didn't come here against uh, she didn't come here you know of her own free will and this brothel has newly changed hands the madam has died the son has taken over and he's forcing girls yeah, to come he's, against her he's, will. He's kidnapping girls. Yeah, and he's got like here. a sex trafficking yes, thing going on. Yes, and I have an opportunity to get her out. You have to come back here like in an hour because Mort's back and I can't do it right now, but like in an hour, meet me in the back alleyway, mm-hmm. bring cloak, bring shoes and stuff like that because, you know, she has nothing on. And so Abby is like, dying inside because she's like oh my god what the hell like how did my sister get here she's freaking out and she returns later to rescue her sister jane but with it comes two girls (laughs) so another girl walks out with her because she also helped to make sure that she wasn't going to be taken and she's like all assaulted painted up you know like a prostitute and everything and then um daisy ends up by walking out too with her little bag and um anyway (laughs) long story short and we'll get back into the details when we get in the spoiler section but abby decides to take in all the girls and they kind of form you know like a little like sisterhood sisterhood alliance found family and it's so beautiful and they vow you know that no matter what come what may like they're gonna stick together and you know because these girls have done such a great service in saving jane and she's just like i i'm not gonna let you just go out on your own like we're gonna stick together and i really like it and then um we have an interesting way how abby and max meet but we're gonna save that for the spoiler section guys (laughs) Guys, I think it's one of the most unique plot lines, honestly. I love it. The the start of the story is just so unique. I've never read anything like it, and it immediately hooked me. So, guys, if you've not read The Autumn Bride, please go read it. Like, please. You have to. And come back and chat with us. So, oh my gosh, Damaris, let's talk about like what the girls like did like to yes. help so, each other, right? So first of all, Damaris, um, so back at the brothel, um, the night. The night before that um, Daisy gets the sister, gets Abby, and they come back and save her, um, Damaris and Jane were basically stripped down to their chemises and paraded in front of these disgusting men who were... It was like an auction. It was an auction. It was an auction for her virginity. And, you know, and Damaris helped her by giving her this disgusting tea that she learned in her travels with her missionary parents. Yeah. She's been living in China for for a long time. Right. Um, So she had like some, you know... 
herbal medicinal you know knowledge and right she's like if we drink this we'll it'll be make sick. you sick and so yeah. they both threw up on the men and so yeah. instantly they were carried back up and so it this bought them night, a day it bought, it bought them, them a day. day so this night was the night they're supposed to be auctioned off again yeah. that's why mort has given them nothing but water he figured out what damaris was doing yes he he kind of roughed her up but didn't beat up her face because he needs her to look pretty for the sale right and exactly. so, so she's all painted and she, they're painted to- and basically in nothing but these like scantily clad in no shoes so that they could not run away exactly and i love like the sense that like abby is just like abby is willing to sacrifice for the people that she loves and when she does see like of course she first of all her job is on the line but she's going to do anything to save her sister and she hasn't seen her sister in six years yes so they're six years apart they both were living in an orphanage Mm -hmm. um we'll get into like their background a little lady a little later but um, so Abby, as soon as she aged out, she got a job as a governess. And then Janus was to also get like a job in service as well. And I mean, in, if you think about it, if it actually really happened, like who knows if when's the next time that they would have seen each other. Because right. Abby's working and living You'd in You'd visit each other. Maybe. And that's yeah, it. Yeah, if she has free time, which it didn't right. sound like Abby did. So <laughs> when Abby finds out what Damaris did she was just like oh my goodness of course we're gonna have to take Damaris with with us because at first she was just like what am I gonna do I already have to hide Jane from my employers they don't Mm -hmm. want her there they don't want her to spend one night while Mm -hmm. we figure out what to do with her yeah and that's gonna be hard enough hiding Jane how am I gonna hide Damaris but then she's like you know what no and she was like here here are my mittens put them on your feet because she's only brought like one pair of shoes and a cloak and so she's taking care of Damaris as well and then whenever she sees Daisy come out and she's like well what's going on she's like well I can't stay here like Mort's gonna no, I there, help. He's like, gonna I've kill gotta, me. <laughs> I've got to. I've got to get out, and I was planning on getting out anyway. You know. After. And she was a maid servant. She yeah. wasn't um, a prostitute, but like she also um, has a. She's lame. She has a like um, a hurt and injured a handicap yeah. with an injured leg. So, but she was taken in by the good madam mm-hmm. when she was much younger, and yes. just basically so was the servant in the that brothel. house. Yes. For many and years. she never liked the son at all. Yeah. Um, and and now everything's changed. She's like, I probably would have stayed if, if he hadn't taken over. But yeah. like, this is just, this is wrong to force people to do this. Because like yeah. some of the girls, when the madam was, was working, like all the girls were willing. Like that's what they wanted yeah. to do. And she was like, that's one thing. And they were if well protected. They fine. weren't forced into this. Exactly. You know? So... Abby sneaks them all into her quarters at, at after the house. her her boss lady has told her under no, no circumstances. Um, circumstances can your one sister spend the night here. You know, not Forbidden. in my house with my babies, with my precious babies, which you probably don't even spend time with. But okay, ma'am. Okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so um, the next morning, they're discovered and yeah. booted. Basically, like you know, they're like, oh no, you cannot have you know people over here. They need to leave. And Abby was just like, well, I'm going to have to, you know, resign. I'm not going to work anymore. And they're, they're mm-hmm. shocked. They're shooketh. They're like, what? What? What will we do with the How children? How can you speak to me? What's happening? Yes. Like, they're and just ridiculous. I just ridiculous. love it because Abby's just like, I don't know. I don't know what what's going to happen. But, like, <laughs> I need to stick together with the girls. So, like, a huge sense of loyalty to yes, her found family I love already. That. Love it. So they come up with a plan. They're like, okay, what are we going to do? They come mm-hmm. up with a plan. Like, they're like, How? basically, it's like, what what would we want to accomplish in our wildest this, dreams? Like, this, what, what would be a best case scenario? I love this. So thing. they're sitting in their little sort of like hovel of an apartment. Yeah. And she, Abby remembers when they were little that their mom used to say, that, what, could, would you want, what are your dreams? What do you want to do? And I love this scene where they basically all 
share their biggest like what, like, what would they want to do if they, if they could do anything else. and nothing was Jane's, in the way Jane's Jane's dream is to have a come out like her mother so mm-hmm. Jane and Abby actually have parents who were part of the aristocracy but yeah they they're were, ladies but they're yes. poor <laughs> yes they're ladies but they're poor and their their relatives who are part of the aristocracy don't claim have them disowned them because mm-hmm. their parents were engaged to other people and they decide to run off with each other and in their and families so both them. in-laws disown them disown them so they had been you and know, the girls yeah which is ridiculous <laughs> so it was it was you know they've been on their own since for a long time yeah and so jane was just like the stories that my mom used to tell us about her come out and she was like felt like a princess and she mm-hmm. wore a tiara and stuff like that like i would love to have like a come out and like you know meet somebody and you know live happily ever after basically mm-hmm. and jane's 17 like she's younger you know she's very like idealistic and stuff like that and so we think which i really find it interesting a little later on stuff that jane says that like you know in first impressions you feel like jane's like young she's like a dreamer and she yeah. wants to be you know have pretty she's gowns a lot more practical and do like than that. you think <laughs> and she's a little bit more practical and we'll talk about that because i kind of really like that how yeah. it was incorporated damaris was just like i want a cottage with like a garden and <laughs> some chickens. chickens and like a little farm and be left that's alone it. like yes. that's what i want she doesn't even want to marry no she's like i don't i don't, I don't want that yeah and um, like her parents died didn't they overseas so they were missionaries in in china and her parents died and uh she was like you know um i was making my way back to england yeah and she did tell poor thing like she was just like so ashamed but she did t- tell abby because abby wanted to make sure that jane wasn't touched like oh they didn't touch you and she's like no you know damaris saved me before that and um when damaris Damaris is like talking about it. She's like, well, you know, she's like, oh no, Damaris, they didn't get you. And she's like, well, she's like, no, but I wasn't a virgin before. And so yeah. she's just like, you know, marriage isn't for me or whatever. So, you know, something's going on in the background. Yeah, with she's Damaris. got some history, something that happened. Something's going yes. on. Yes. And then, you know, Daisy, her dream is to become <laughs> the most popular modiste. She wants to make beautiful dresses beautiful for the dresses. aristocracy. Oh. She sews beautiful things. She loves fashion. And that's her dream is to have toffs coming and knowing her name and wanting designs by her. I love Daisy so much. Love it. So <laughs> all those dreams put together and Abby's just like formula this a plan. She's like, okay, so we can't have a come out. Like Jane and Damaris are fucking gorgeous. They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. We don't have an introduction to London. That's going to be impossible. But Bath, you don't have to get an introduction to, you know, walk around the pump room. So what if we save our money for a couple of weeks, travel to Bath, and, you know, we don't need somebody to introduce us. We don't need to have a That's where people kind of mingle around. Yeah, mingle around. Um, I'm sure that Jane and Damaris are going to have offers and stuff like that, and Daisy's going to make the dresses. You know, we'll we'll find some fabric, and and she'll make, you know, beautiful dresses for them to parade around in, and um, she'll... You know, get married and we'll all be saved, basically. So that's their plan. That's their plan. Does not go well because, <laughs> as they find out, it's a lot harder to to you know, get the make money. money. Um, yeah, the only struggling. one who has a job is Damaris, like painting little um, porcelain tea cups and stuff. And so, like the others have not been able to find decent work at all, like nothing. Yes. And so and now Jane's sick. Yeah, and so, so like, all and all their savings is kind of is gone away dwindling. to just just to kind of keep them alive and fed and, yes. and sheltered in this apartment. They're in an apartment that is going to be torn down soon. Yeah, it's like on the <laughs> like, Strand, which apparently used to be posh, but is like faded out. Yes, yes. So it still has like some older. Think of it as like the historic district, you know, or whatever. Yes. Everybody else is now in Mayfair. Yes, you know, they've and all Gr- moved Grobster already. Square and all that. So at this point. Abby is desperate, desperate because Jane is sick. 
they Very don't have sick. extra money for a doctor. Yeah. And she's like so worried that Jane's going to die. And then she thinks on it because she's she's noticed this, you know. Um, she this, sits at her window. Yes, she sits at her window. <laughs> she's looking out. And she notices this, like, estate, this, um, you know, old historic building. And it has a light on at, at an upper level. And she's kind of thinking the windows are always open. Like, I might have to steal something. I might have to steal yeah. something. And it's like that window's been open every night, every tempting night. her. And we also find out here that her father actually – so there's scandal with them as well because the father was caught like acting as a highwayman. He was murdered on the road trying to steal, steal. from someone, and, and he did it because his wife Abby and Jane's mom was sick. Was sick, and yeah. they didn't have money for a doctor yeah. either. I always kind of felt a little bit of resentment for her dad for for you know g- resorting to stealing and then leaving them alone because then yeah. after he died and then it was it was just Abby and her mom and her sister and later on we find out that mm-hmm. she was twelve at the time and, and her mom never a, quite recovered. She was yeah, ill her for mom a while. Was extremely ill, and mm-hmm. so Abby took a job at a bakery and she was mm-hmm. helping out like that and um in order to pay for 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 their her lodging mom's care in, in and care lodging. in that in that bakery exactly (laughs) and then her mom ended up by succumbing to her illness and then Mm. they were orphans and they had to and uh jane was only six years old and then they had to go to the orphanage so you know abby's been struggling for a while now and she's desperate and she feels badly that she thought you know ill of her father for all that she's like i i see what drove my dad Mm -hmm. to to resort to desperate measures and because i'm about to do the same thing so right so she she does she gives in climbs through the window four stories and she thought what what she, what she thought was a pile of rags is an old lady in a bed. Mm. And the room is dusty. It's unkempt. Yeah, it smells it smells horribly. There's food on the on the side table, it's like but it's cold like gruel. old gruel and it's like, you know, it it does it looks like it's been out for a couple of days, you know. Yeah. And the old lady's like, "Have you come to kill me?" And Abby's like, "What? No." She's like, "Oh, damn." She's like, "Oh." <laughs> Dang. I wish she brought a bullet. And she's Are like, you a little- <laughs> So they have this interesting conversation. You know, she's so I fell in love guard. with B. I I fell in love, in love with this, this woman. This is the point where I knew that it was going to be a five star. Because I was just like, what is happening right now? I love Ugh. this. I absolutely love this. And um, she was like, oh, well, I guess you came here to steal. And she's like, well, yeah, yeah, no. Little burglar. Calls no, Miss <laughs> Burglar. Miss Burglar. And so she was like, well, can I trouble you for a sip of water? And Ab, oh God, this like literally God. breaks my heart. Okay, so she's like, nobody's taking care of her, and yeah. like this is this is a lady living in a grand estate. Like she should have servants or whatever. I know. And she's like, is nobody taking care of you? Oh well, I have servants, but like they rarely come up here, basically. But so you can tell neglected. this is neglect. You can neglect. totally tell. And she was like, well, do you not have like relatives that I can write to or anything? She's like, oh well, I have my dear boy Max, but he's been in India for years. He hasn't been on the continent. Yes, in, like, my 10 nephew's years. been gone. He's not been back for ten years. And usually he writes me, but I haven't heard from him. I haven't even heard from I haven't heard friends. from anybody. My friends have stopped coming. Yes. It all sounds very suspect. Very sus, okay? <laughs> so Abby, you know, that night she um, she gives her water and stuff like that. And um, then after she's like, okay. She's like, okay, bye. And like obviously there's nothing to steal there. It's very bare. Yeah, and she the, even was like, I can't steal from this woman. She's yeah, got nothing. Yeah, woman, yeah. So she, she, her, it's weighing on her conscience. She's just like, yeah. something's, something's wrong. So the next day <laughs> she decides to knock on the front door asking to call on Lady Bia. Mm-hmm. And the butler looks slovenly. Coswald or whatever his name is. What awful. 
has like grease dribbling down his chin. He said he's very fat. And she also said she could smell uh, like a roast being roasted down from the kitchens when she was there. Like they're they're just like eating all of her food, using all of her money to fatten themselves up yeah. and neglect her. So, of course, he doesn't let her in to call. No. She's not at home. She can't receive. She's like, okay, we'll give her this note. Okay. So, Abby is doing a little test. She's like, give this note to Lady B. And he's like, yeah, sure. A little detective work. Yeah. So, the next night, she climbs in the <laughs> window again. Like, oh, the burglar's back. Miss burglar. Oh, Miss burglar. <laughs> she also brings soup. So, oh, in, in oh, this time, yeah. in this time, Jane's fever has broken. So, all is well as Jane. Right. And so, now, you know, now her focus is fully it, yeah. on investigating. And the sisters are kind of like, you can't go back over there. And she's like, I you don't, have to. You, you can't understand. get involved. You don't know what's going on. Yeah, she's like, you don't understand. Like, they're worried that Lady B's going to tell somebody Yeah, and, or that turn Abby, them in, and she's going to yeah, get arrested. Exactly. And like, so they're very worried. But she's just like, I just have a feeling something's wrong. So she climbed in through the window, and she was like, here, I brought you soup. It's very good. Damaris is a pretty good cook. You know, she made this, and it'll mm-hmm. help you, you know. And so she feeds Lady B's I love it. She's like, I hate vegetables. I hate vegetables. And Abby's like, they will make you feel better. Yeah. And she does. I swear, this scene, it was so sweet like it's yes oh this whole book and i think like it just like especially made me sad because you know as you know my my new job is nurse and we take care of a lot of you know i work in the icu so we see a lot of like elderly people and you know sometimes you see cases of neglect and stuff and it's just like oh you know that's part of our jobs is to make sure that they are taken care of while Mm -hmm. they are in the hospital you know um, and I just like can't imagine like what kind of cruel person you have to be to neglect somebody like that anybody yeah. no matter their age so mm-hmm. it was just like especially touching for me that mm-hmm. Abby a random stranger was just kind of like I have to help this woman and she could see the the gruel that was it was still the same like bowl yeah nobody came to like, bring it's... her new food the next day and so they did not bring the letter they didn't bring the letter she's like hey did you receive anything and Lady B's like no of course I told you nobody and she's like I something's going on with your servants because she's like no they haven't they won't let me in and I didn't expect them to but they also didn't give you the letter like that's suspicious and you said you haven't heard from anybody mm-hmm. in a long time like I really think that your servants are taking advantage of you and she's like you're probably right but like what is there to do and she was yeah. like so they come so up they- with like a plan and Lady B basically invites all the girls to live with her because she's <laughs> and then like, she gives her the authority to fire her entire she's like, staff if you, if you can make it in into the house past my and butler past them and basically rescue me like you're free you girls can come live with me because like abby has told them of their struggle of her struggles yeah well in this moment when lady b offers us she's like well i have to tell you something about so i, I love it she's yeah. so good abby is just like so good down to her core she has to admit what happened with jane and damaris and daisy and admit that they came from a brothel and lady B does not change her mind at all. She's just like, nope, still come. I still want y'all to come. Yes. And she's like, well, how are we going to gain interest? And she's like, you're not the resourceful girl that I think you are if you can't <laughs> Miss get, it past my, get, get past my stupid butler. So I love when we switch to uh, Max and we he is on he's on the ship. Uh, are they on the ship at the time or not yet? They're all having they're still... like a little meeting, like the partners. Yeah, they're the partners all like partners in, this, in, in um, business and trade. stuff like that in trade. Yes. And he's received this letter from England. And it's half wet. It got <laughs> yeah, it's damaged. got water. You know, it's got water, water damage. damage. And I it's lo- one of uh, Lady B's friends mm-hmm. um, that's writing to him. And he can only see a couple words. And it's just kind of like, you know, I, f- I haven't heard from her in a while. And I fear she's being taken advantage taken of. And that's advantage the only of. thing that he sees. Yes. And he's like, what? And then he's thinking on, on you know, his interactions with his aunt. It's been few and far between. And the recent the letters were year. very bizarre. And you know? according to his reports... 
was that recently um, his aunt had hurt the wrist, her wrist. Mm-hmm. And so her servants were writing her letters for her. So, like, he knew that it wasn't her, her, the aunt's her handwriting. handwriting. But he's like, oh, what, but the, what if but, she's more ill than, you know. But also, like, on. some of the things that, that we're saying was like, oh, it's wrap so up and keep warm. And, like, yeah, and she's like, that, that's, not, that's not the aunt <laughs> And when that he I told know. his friend that, he's like, no, that doesn't sound like your aunt B. The aunt B I know. Because she's, she's a spitfire, yeah, y'all. She, she is, like. A freaking Virgo, okay? I love it. And so he's like, okay, I I need to go back to England. Mm-hmm. He hasn't set foot in England in 10 years. And he's like, I need to go back because I need to go check my aunt. I need something's wrong. And if mm-hmm. somebody's taking advantage of her, I need to make this right. Because, again, this is his only family and his sole reason for, like, just being so pedal to the metal in his mm-hmm. business dealings for the past 10 years was to take care of his aunt, you know. And <laughs> so he's determined he's returning to England in the meantime. Abby and her sisters, uh, with the help of these two men who were also living Aww, in the apartment. Featherby and William. Nice. Featherby used to be a butler. He got fired from his last position because he had a drinking problem, which has since, like, resolved. Like, he's been yeah. on the straight and narrow for a while. And um, his friend William, who used to be kind of like a boxer and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, they, and they're, like, wanting them to act as servants so that they can act like the respectable ladies that are nieces to Lady B and um, gain but, entry into into the house. And they're also very devoted voted to Abby and the girls because somebody came looking for a Miss Chantry and mm-hmm. they said oh they don't live here yes. you know they don't live anywhere near exactly. I don't know who you're talking about they formed a bond so um, together. they kind of so Featherby and Williams they don't know the whole story but they know that these girls have had some trouble yes. and they're trying to escape and they, they want to protect them right and so, of course, they agree to act as, you know, uh, servants to them um, to give them and a they little s- credibility. And I love, I love it because, like, you know, Abby's trying to get gain entrance. The butler's, like, trying to bar the way. And William, who's huge, like, yeah. he, he gets intimidating. He comes in and he has, like, a, um, a fake trunk, like, with nothing in it because they're acting like they have luggage. Yeah, and they just like, bought the barreling trunk. barreling in or whatever and pushes the butler aside. And, like, the servants are literally trying to, like, bar the way. And yeah. Abby was just like, no. I'm going up there. And That's so she runs my up aunt. There. I'm going to see yes. my aunt. You're so not she stopping runs me. up there and Lady B's up there. And she's like, okay, we're making it. We she's made like, it. Okay, we made it in here. I'm going to have to fire your servant. She's like, my dear girl, do whatever you <laughs> you need. You know, do whatever you need. So they get back down there and Featherby's like, uh, they've gone. They left. And I thought that it was best because it was obvious that this shady shit was going on. Like, yeah. you know, I, I kind of like hinted at we're going to You were mentioning the, the magistrate. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, basically, she tasked Featherby and William, you know, to help them. Like, Featherby to act like a butler because now they have no butler. Right. And for William to be a footman because stuff needs to be done. And the first priority is cleaning Lady B. Like, yes. they're like, she is in filth. And, and they do call a doctor. Nasty. And, of they course, her her regular doctor, doctor refused to come. Because but they're like, demand. But, like, she looks so ill and frail. They're terrified to even moving move her. her. Yeah. So they were like, we need a doctor. So... Featherby knew of a good one, you know, he's and Scottish. So, he works a lot with like the poor and stuff right. like that. Like he's he's a, he's, a, he's a great doctor, but he does, you know, he works with all classes and doesn't discriminate. And so he came and it's like, look, this is what she needs, you know, and then like kind of give a list. First of all, she's depressed because yes. she who knows how long she's been left alone thinking yes. she had no friends. No and she's family, she's been having. I mean, the first thing she thought when she saw Abby was, "How are you come to kill me?" Yeah. Well, too bad. Like she's having suicidal self harm thoughts because she's yeah. so depressed. She's so alone yeah and 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 uh the doctor just like she's been bedridden for too long she needs to move around like yes. she needs she's need weak. to make her she's walk to the because... window and back you know yes, a couple of exactly. times a day you know her exercise so, 
I also really love like this moment where like Daisy Daisy had this this notion um, because she she has her backup a little bit about being you know one of the servant class compared to all the all the other girls you know yeah. who are respectable and uh, Daisy was just kind of like I don't want to act like a servant to anybody and she's like no of course we're not hiring you as it we're not you're not gonna have to pretend to be a servant like Featherby and William are and then mm-hmm. Daisy was like oh okay she's like I mean it like you're my sister like that's I really mean it but then whenever Daisy sees Lady B like she doesn't mind acting like a maid servant because they literally have to bathe her themselves yeah and um so and she William, bathes her just like she bathes her toe. and she was just like you know just being matter of fact about it oh they it. were and so abby was funny just like, abby oh was just like God. you know daisy's down there bath- bathing old lady bits just yes. like it's nothing and she's like i'm so glad that she's here to help me because like you know i'm out of my element right here and um <laughs> they're like cutting her hair and stuff like that while they're doing that featherby and william are making their room you know respectable yeah and when when they bring lady back into the room it's transformed already and she's like brought to tears like she's like she has not been clean and cared for and had proper lighting in the room yeah god knows how long and And they're like we burned that mattress (laughs) yeah new mattress new bedding the floors are mopped everything's polished there's candles everywhere the windows open it doesn't fresh air smell soiled there's flowers like to like kind of mask the scent of like just like mold and just like neglect that's been in the room and she just like she feels comfortable for the first time and yeah. she, she um damaris makes her like soup and stuff like that she's like what would you like for breakfast how about like you know eggs and soldiers and she's like eggs and soldiers and she's like, that's like her one of her favorite like so excited guys and so it's just like you know heartwarming heartwarming love it it was beautiful and then max arrives about three weeks later and yes. the first visit he pays is to the guy he's made of affairs it's supposed to yes. be handling all of lady b's stuff who apparently can't get in to see Aunt B because there's, there's some new, new lady woman who fired all the servants and has taken over the household and won't let anybody in. And all three of them who they're claiming, and she he tells he's like, yeah, they say they're her nieces, and uh, also they're they're all getting a stipend, okay, from yeah. from the thing. And she's in uh, Max is just kind of like, and you let them. <laughs> like you're supposed to be taking care of business. Somebody claiming to be a nieces, you you know that I'm the only living relative. Mm-hmm. It's been three weeks. And, and you he's haven't like, done anything? He's like, well, the butler's, the uh, the footman's very large. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, he's like, too afraid. Max is like, you're fired. You're absolutely <laughs> fired because this is you're supposed to be taking care of this. Yeah. And um, I'm taking the books. I'm taking the books and I'm bringing them to my man, yeah. Bartlett, who's like a silent partner in his business as well. Um. And so Max is just kind of like trying. He's like, look at these, you know, look at the books, see what's going on, if there's anything fishy going on. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to go see my aunt. Yeah. I love that he does see that. He's like, yeah, they're getting a stipend, but it's way too little. There's yeah, something like interesting that they're not actually <laughs> asking for more. You yeah. Would expect people taking advantage would take out a bigger sum. And it's really very, you know, um, meager. Mm-hmm. Um, so he... <laughs> He goes to the house, and uh, it's in Abby's point of view at this time. Uh, they're taking care of Lady B. Daisy's even, like, talking to B about, like, ooh, we could possibly paint your toenails. And she's like, oh, like a horn? And Daisy just like, <laughs> well, who would know? You know, who yeah, would make yeah. you feel better? And Daisy's been sewing um, Lady B, like, dressing gowns and oh, stuff like that. Oh, she's in this, like, like sort like, of this, like, green, silky kimono type yes, thing. And, like, I love it. Lady dressing gown. so much better, okay? <laughs> she's been, like, they're, they're, they read to her. They, they've been taking care of her been feeding her making her exercise just like the doctor has ordered so abby gets warned by Featherby, like hey there's a guy at the front door like um he's trying to gain entrance and like literally max barrels in i love she meets him on the stairs stairs. and of course she notices he's very tall because he's three 
he's taller than her and he's three steps down by the time she meets him on the stairs she's like and, oh my and he looks like a viking she, oh, she keeps uncapped. saying a viking this viking with this long hair because he's just come from overseas and scruffy and yes. like who are you and he is just like of course he doesn't feel like he has to explain himself because in his mind these like, people I, are taking advantage mm-hmm. of the aunt. he's like i'm going into the room she's like no you're not you're not getting past me i love this little argument they have so good and she's so she's just so like like i'm not gonna let this strange man come barreling in here which is so funny because they both want to protect b yes that's their whole intention they both want to do so he literally just lifts her lifts her toss her at featherby or william yeah and then runs upstairs goes in the room um and he sees his aunt um and she's and like she, max my dear boy i love that he goes to sit and they all scream because he almost sits on one of the kittens the kittens are all over the place and they're like oh yeah they name it and then one of the kids are named is, max his name max the namesake the all black one because he's a like, handsome little devil yeah a handsome little devil <laughs> and he's just like okay he's just like okay my aunt like she looks frail from the yes. last time that he he's saw like, she's her obviously been neglected but she looks well taken care of right now right now but he's just like i need to get to the bottom of it and so he insists on speaking to her alone and he's just like, who are these women? Obviously. Mm-hmm. And she's like, my nieces. And he's like, I'm your only nephew. And she's like, oh, pish posh. <laughs> <laughs> who cares about I love that? Who cares about who reality? Cares? <laughs> who cares? They are what I say they are. And he knows she's not, it's not dementia. He yeah. knows this is his aunt has always been eccentric yes, and just her he own just like, lady. I don't know what they have over her. They yeah, do they have blackmail or something like, maybe? What, what do they have? What What's going on? I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And, he, and she was just like, suffice it to say. That they saved me. They rescued mm-hmm. me. I was in the, I'm not going to lie. I was in a bad place. She um, doesn't the servants explain are taking thoroughly. advantage. Yeah, but, and they rescued me. And, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, how did you even meet her? You could say that she flew she in fairy. one night a fairy through, through, the, through the, window. the window. And Max is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> not getting a straight answer out of her. Yes. And she's just like, my dear boy, you don't need to know the details. Just know that they're here by my invitation. And mm-hmm. I know that I insisted on them getting a stipend, you know, for the trouble that they're going through. Yeah. And they wouldn't take more. And and he's just like, th- something's wrong. He's like, I need to get to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, my aunt has an unnatural attachment to these women who I don't know what they have over her, but I'm going to figure it out. Okay. There's like cloth and ribbons and kittens and everything's like all over the place like i love that first moment when he wanted some time alone it took him like i don't know 13 minutes to get all their stuff together to get out of the room he was driving him crazy yes and so but his aunt is really excited that max is here and she's like are you Mm -hmm. here to stay and he's like yes i'm here i'm back Mm -hmm. you know and she's like oh that's wonderful does that mean like you're gonna turn your mind towards marriage Marriage. and and he was like b you know i've been betrothed and she's like that thing that that agreement that you've been no like this parsley fellow and he's like parsley parslow parslow i love how parsley. she intentionally calls, she him parsley. calls him parsley and she's like you're not gonna marry a sit's daughter and she, and he was like i made a vow mm-hmm. nine years ago that you know i was betrothed and i'm not and there's gonna- more to that yes. that i think is it because at first i was getting annoyed not the first time but he's always like it's my honor i can't break this it, but it's my more, honor is my bond right he kept saying but that. there's more to it than that when we find about so the let's, relationship let's talk about that actually um because i agree you know men can be like oh i can't break my just word just so all that. stubborn but like okay i really actually like because eventually we do meet mr parslow and like, yes on the first impressions of mr parlo parslow he's very crass he, he's very you know new money he's yes. worried about like you know new extravagant things mm-hmm. he's a little bit vulgar he talks mm-hmm. about stuff that you know is not polite conversation right and so like you're a little bit turned off whenever you meet him but then whenever we're in max's point of view and whenever uh lady b is just kind of like you cannot marry this 
this little doll of a girl who has no opinion, who only says, yes, papa. Yes, papa. And this sit who's only caring about, like, being attached to your name or whatever. But we get in Max's point of view, and he actually met Mr. Parslow whenever he was 16 before mm-hmm. he inherited. And Max has always been interested in machinery and stuff. It honestly he gave got him me, into like, s- Yes, he almost it, was like a mentor and got him into see these, like, um, demonstrations that yes. his, that no one else could see. But he kind of like, took he, to the boy. Yeah, you know? and he, like, explained stuff to mm-hmm. Max. Like, a 16-year-old boy who's just interested in machinery. And Mr. Parso didn't, like, brush him off and be like, you're too young. Like, why, why would I always? Right. He was, like, really nice to Max. It reminds me a little bit of Mr. Thornton. You know, Mr. <gasps> yes. Th- you know, I was just yes. like, you know, he's a man of business. He's, you know, interested in innovation and machinery. And, like, Max's interests, like, remind me of Mr. Thornton. Oh, Mr. Thornton. Well. Yeah. When Max got into trouble, the first person he thought to go to was Mr. Parslow right. for advice. Right. And Mr. Parslow ends up by investing in Max yeah. heavily mm-hmm. and knowing that Max had horrible credit, had nothing. He was extremely in debt like because Max spilled his guts like about yeah. everything. He also got the deed of Davenham House So in in, in, in return, like he was like, I will willingly give you a lot of money. Um, and I have great faith that you're going to make it big. Mm-hmm. Um, in return, um, I'll hold the deed to the house. Like, it'll be my house. Um, mm-hmm. And also, you'll marry my daughter when she comes of age. Well, come to find out, uh, Miss Henrietta Parslow was only nine. She was nine, and he was 18. And, yeah. <laughs> and Max, I mean, had no choice, basically. And yeah. it was also, like, Parslow, it was very unusual for him to even take a chance on Max. And, like, right. he, so, like, he's not a bad guy. Right. And I like that. I, I like that too. he's not, like, this evil, pompous villain. Well, and he's, I like that Max isn't being just so stupid and yes. stubborn to my honor you it's know like loyalty it's yes. loyalty to a man it's loyalty to a man who helped him, him mm-hmm. and was always very yes. encouraging and very proud of what max has accomplished yeah you know? he's like i don't want to betray him you know i don't yeah. want to go back on my word to the only person who helped me in my hour of need and so i like that because it's, it's just more complicated it's more complicated yes. but he's unwilling he doesn't want to tell b all of, B had no idea about, about any all the, of the yeah, money. She troubles. knows nothing, none nothing. of it. She doesn't even know so that. She, of course, wouldn't understand that. Right. But Max keeps that to himself, okay? He doesn't want to tell <laughs> But he wants to find out from this little harpy, Abby, who has blindsided yes. his aunt and some sort of swindler. Yes. He's decided he needs some private time with her. So he she's, corners her because she's going to the post office. Yeah, she's like, like, I'll, I'll, give, you a I'll ride. give you a ride. Come with me. And, she's and like, I love how yeah. they have a moment with the umbrella. Like, Ooh, my I don't know goodness why. gracious are just like great what's it's, going it on like with the umbrella to be in intimate proximity yes. you know you have to huddle together under the umbrella maggie uh, maggie abby was struggling with opening the umbrella outside and it was starting to rain and he opens it for her and he was like, and of course insist. his his uh hand is wrapped around hers mm. on the umbrella these little <laughs> nice. touches these little touches <laughs> nice. guys so when they're in the carriage he immediately starts he's, grilling oh her. yeah he's All very accusatory being like i don't know who you are I don't know yeah. what you got on my aunt, but, like, the, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. You're not going to be staying with her. Um, and basically, been like, you're taking advantage of her. Abby gets her back up because she's, like, taking advantage of her. You're the one who hasn't been here mm-hmm. in 10 years. Her servants were taking advantage of her. She was neglected. She was She, she was, was almost you know, dead. Yes, exactly. She was not fed, and we were the ones who rushed And she her. gives we them, like, this is the doctor her. we got. You go talk to him and see what he says. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, you go check fact check me and whatever and like she is so livid that max would accuse her mm-hmm. of taking advantage of lady b she's like because she loves her like, like abby loves lady b he gets a little physical he kind of grabs he her, kinda, yeah, wrists like, her a little shake and like and stuff and mm, i was like yeah mm, he's a little, but <laughs> i like how abby's not 
intimidated totally yeah. by like yeah of course he's a, a big man or whatever but like she's so mad and mm-hmm. she just kind of like because he also offers to buy her off yeah I mean, she's bribe furious her. she like and she's like, like as if because she's like admitting like taking the bribe first of all would admit that she's doing something wrong mm-hmm. and she was like i've done nothing wrong and so mm-hmm. like she she says absolutely not shove it up your butt and she <laughs> jumps out the cab like before it even fully comes to a stop and she like goes about her business and goes to the post office and so he does immediately go to the doctor or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like a scotsman and he was you know basically confirming everything that abby says and being like you know at first whenever i saw her i was you know very suspicious of uh what you know who was taking care of her and i thought it might have been the girls but they had arrived that day and mm-hmm. max is just like well it doesn't make sense it doesn't make yeah. sense because the letter that i got was a long time ago yeah like it to took travel, forever to it travel overseas. exactly and so abby wouldn't have been she wouldn't have been there when the letter there. was written, so something else is going on, but like he still wants to find out the background of the girls. And so he goes um to his little business partner, Bartlett, and he was like, Do you know of anybody that I can um use to dig into the background? And he was like, Oh, there's this guy, Morton Black, Morton which Black. is really funny because you know, uh Juliet and I were uh, conversing on the phone uh when she was reading and stuff and she had mentioned oh who's this morton black fellow and like mort is that the same mort is the as mort? pimp guy yeah and i was like actually so morton black is a character in the meridue sisters the other sis- the other series that i've read and so it was a little bit of an easter egg yeah we do get that mentioned there's another actual callback um later on when they're having the literary mm-hmm. society and max comes home and he speaks to a man on the foot of the steps yeah sir oswald sir oswald is the uncle to the Meridue sisters. Aww. So that was that He was, was so cute too. He's the you, side you like, characters. You like the Meridue series The uh, side characters are well. so good. Meridue series is wonderful, by the way. Okay. <laughs> so Max is just kind of like, okay, well... They have taken care of her, you know, mm-hmm. um, and also Bartlett has informed him because he's been looking through the books. Oh, he's just yeah. Like, okay, well, you know. There is some it, discrepancy. There, some discrepancies because <laughs> the amount of money that was being, you know, that was being pulled previously before she apparently sacked the servants, it doesn't match because apparently she hired on six servants, but like before the money that was going into the house was, was like for, for double. twelve. Yeah. For twelve servants. Like it doesn't make sense. And he was like, No, Abby only said that there was like four servants. Yeah. And he was like, Okay, so definitely <laughs> the servants are taking advantage, taking more money like before Abby. Right. So maybe, you know, she is a little bit good. And he's kind of <laughs> kicking himself because Apparently, his man of affairs wasn't doing a shit job yeah. to not notice any of not this for any years. Not notice any of that shit. Not notice any of it. I mean, they're and lucky Aunt B didn't die. Yes. You know? But I also really love, like, Mac's internal thoughts about Abby because he was just like, what kind of woman meets a random stranger and, like, yeah. starts taking care of her? And, like, it's just, like, such a fascinating concept because he's just like, where did she come Where'd from? Where did she come from? How did they meet? And yeah. he wants to know. And, like, neither one of them will tell. She's like, if Aunt B didn't tell you, then... You don't need to know, you know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so also Max is determined that he's going to get his aunt out of this house. He's like, we need to yeah. move to Mayfair. Like, I should have moved her a long time ago. Yeah. And, you know, she's been isolated from her friends. Plus, and he this needs house... a new house for his bride. Yeah. And also he wants, uh, <laughs> like, the servants obviously stole from uh, the estate. It just looks very shabby. Yeah. Just like, you know, yeah. she's, like, ready to move on from it. It seems like it has, like, bad memories attached to it. He's like, new start, you know? Mm-hmm. So he just kind of, like, getting his affairs in order in London. 
um, and wanting to get B out. And he told B, he's like, we're moving. And she's like, what? And I really like how, you know, she's like teaching the girls and they're like, oh, will you mind moving like after Max leaves? Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, no, I just wanted to make him think like, you know, I I was resistant (laughs) to the idea because it's not good to let let men men know that they get their way all the time. They have to have some resistance. Exactly. And I love Lady B. So I love Lady B has written to her her friends saying that she's going to move soon. And she's like, I will welcome callers when I move in a week's time. I will welcome them. And her like, friend who was so worried about her Lady comes Beddington. the next Lady day. Beddington's she, like, I couldn't uh, wait. I could not wait. I hadn't heard from you in so and long. And they were so cute. She was so adorable. <laughs> and she's like, I yes, you look like you've been ill. But like, and she's like, oh, yes, my nieces have been taking good care of me. Yeah. Well, Abby has been reading to Lady B, Jane Austen novels. And <laughs> uh, because uh, she, her eyesight's not good. Well, in a roundabout way, they decide to start a literary society. Yeah, because Abby kind of pushes it on. Yeah, Lady Beddington is like, you know, oh, you're reading? Like, oh, I didn't know. She's like, oh yeah, but like no, the books that Abby's reading, like, they're book. they're good books. And she's like, oh, would you would you mind if you would start a chapter one and stuff like that? And she's like, oh, what if we would you know start a literary? It's like society, Jane Austen books, little book club. <laughs> and they were like, oh, we don't want to like have serious discussions about the books. And she's like, oh no, we could be whatever you want. Like we can just like literally read a couple chapters and just discuss like what we liked about it and have tea mm-hmm. and cakes and they're like oh that sounds super fun yeah that sounds like like, like totally real fun that. like I'll, I'll let other people know like lady Beddington. yeah well, and she's, abby's thinking this might be the perfect way to get jane, jane to, to come going into society people. and yeah. meet more people a perfect entry because and yes. like lady b knows that's the ambition as well mm-hmm. like that yeah jane wants to she's get in married. on everything i love abby yeah, knows, knows all everything of it, all of it their plans and everything so she's like you know this sounds like a respectable you know um situation where mamas would have their sons their sons and then once they get a look at the girls yeah. They'll want to stay. Yeah. You know? That's the whole All plan. very lovely. <laughs> all beautiful girls. So Lady Beddington stays for dinner that night. And oh, we she did. asks about yes. the relation yes. of Abby and the girls. Like, oh, <laughs> the nieces or whatever. Max is like, they're not related to me. Oh, my God. Which this I scene. I always find funny because it's like he claims like no relation to me and I'm just like subliminally yes. he wants to make sure that he and Abby are not related. Yes. I think so too. So he says that, oh those are the daughters of Griselda. Lady my- B. Lady yeah. B is just like yeah Griselda and she's like Griselda? I Lady thought she Betty died. Like, You're like, no. And she's like oh no Griselda's Max my half sister. She did. My half sister <laughs> that uh, was for my mother. My father faked her death because she ran off with a um, with a, an Austrian count. And, and Max keeps saying none and they of had this is Griselda true. Uh, and Max keeps saying, like, you know, like, no, this is not it or whatever. And he's just, like, watching his aunt weave this fantastic tale it's about story. the half-sister Griselda who married a Venetian. And that's that's what uh, – who Abby's parents are. What cracks me up later is when we have that little old uncle of the other – sisters you're yeah, saying about sir oswald oh my god he's like it's about time max you just accept these girls into the family yes because you know, lady, the, B, lady you know, b's like max refuses refuses because of the, the scandal the scandal of it all with the venetian he, he, won't, he won't claim them <laughs> and so it's so funny later on when max returns in the literary society is in full swing and he's just yeah. like they're not her nieces and like they're whispering they're like i told you look yeah. he, he won't claim them he like, won't claim shame. them what's it's wrong what's wrong with lord davenham <laughs> he will I'm not claim dead. the girls i'm fucking dead so it's so funny because Lady B literally spins these tales and she's like well I'm not lying like I didn't I, I said like it was a joke well, I, I, how can I help that there's oh, the a rumor fun- now the funniest thing is they said oh yeah Jane looks just like and they're like is that true the spitting image of, of, yeah, of she, Griselda uh, and, and then, Abby's and, like yeah, because she yeah, does she, look just she, like my mother yep <laughs> She's like, I don't want to lie. I don't but know she what's doesn't going say Griselda. On. Like, I don't want to contradict Lady B. I don't know what she's doing. But like, oh my goodness. Like, oh my god. Was, like, great, fascinating.
rejuvenated. And uh, so after after uh, all this, um, Max wants to meet with Abby. But she's gone off to the post office. Yes. So she goes to the post office the next day. And uh, he wants to meet Abby because he wants to ask her to basically furnish the new house because Mm -hmm. Abby, he found out from the servant, like she is really taken over the household. And despite it being shabby and, you know, lots of furniture being missing, it looks homier than it even was before before. when he was there. Yeah. And so he's like, you know, I want I want the house whenever we move in to be nice for for B, but like also for himself, because, you know, he felt neglected. You know, his parents kind of just like left him, you know. Um, There's a story that's told early on yeah. that Aunt B, before Abby ever meets Max, she's, she talks about her young nephew, her mm-hmm. poor young nephew, who always waited at the foot, you know, at the doorstep for his parents to return. And they would never, like, they neglected him. And so she always sort of took care of him right. as her so own Right, so that's why they had, like, son. a very strong bond. Right. And so it's funny because every now and then Abby thinks about that young man mm-hmm. wishing for parents who would come and love yeah, him, and wishing even, for a home. And even though you know? they clash, she sees how much right. she, he loves his aunt and, like, everything yes. that he does. Like, and, and Abby's like, he has a right to be suspicious of me. He knows yeah. I'm not the niece. Like, yeah. he knows that we're here. I'm not going to tell him about the brothel because it's going to ruin Jaden's chances of marrying. Right, but and like, that's why she's – and so she knows she's being secretive, and she is also lying by omission. Yes. But at the same time, she has to protect Jane and the sisters. Yeah, but she doesn't um, totally blame Max for questioning Yeah, and them. we should also say that there's definitely – like, there's the attraction the second they meet each other. Yes. And it's it just so has amplified. Written. So it beautifully really written. Is. Like, at the dinner she's eating her dessert and max is fascinated like cannot stop staring at her oh. mouth and stuff and the way that she's eating oh my the syllabub. The, the syllabub and he wakes up dreaming of syllabub and licking it off her I body oh my it. god y'all and then there was this so one good. scene that was i thought so crap i mean just oh my god to create sexual crap tension it was where they were all dressing up in uh, Aunt oh, B's God. old dresses. And he sees gowns. that, first of all, that was lovely. Gowns. Yes. They yes. were just that whole scene because Daisy feel like she's just like, it's Christmas morning. She has all this material to like, use. You can use my old dresses and, and make whatever and you want. And, and she does. She starts making dresses for the girls. But like the way when he walks in, Abby's, her back Abby's, is undone. So and the, he the sees. The fashion back then, it's a different cut of uh chemise yes so she didn't put on a chemise and the back is completely undone her back is toward a mirror so he can he can see, see it like back. all the way down the middle to like the, to small the middle of her, of her back. back like and all he can think about is that beautiful curve you know curve slope of her, of her neck and oh my god uh, it's so good it was a good so, scene it's not like it's not like you know like oh my god i want to like bang her right now but it's like, just like she's so beautiful she's so beautiful i want her like yes. i can't help but wanting her yeah even though he's stuff. like stop looking he's yeah. like telling himself stop looking at her back walk away get out of this room you know like it was just like great all of that's brewing in the background and he has to remind himself constantly that he's engaged that's why he has to follow her to the post office yes he has to follow her (laughs) to the post office and he notices because he sees her walking out he's waiting for her to walk out he notices that there's these guys that kind of are loitering and as soon as she walks out they kind of nod to the other one and one starts following abby and he's like wait a second he's like immediately suspicious like this feels yeah he hops out of the um phaeton and just starts following 
And she turns down an alleyway, like a shortcut or whatever. And Max gets there just in time because the guy has a knife. And he's just grabbed her. Yes. And so Max saves her. He gets injured in the process. He gets like a little nick on his arm and stuff like that. But like in the meantime, like Abby even helped him. Yeah, because another thug jump comes in too. So he's got two men he's fighting for her. For her. And she doesn't run like he says. And she helps, but also gets the wind knocked out of her. And so like once the thugs run away. He checks on her, and he he thought that maybe she got stabbed. Because he's like devastated for a minute because she's yeah, still she's, she's still very on the still. Ground. He's like Abby, and like that's the first time I think he called her by her first yes. name. And he jerks her into his arms, <sighs> and, and he's holding he... her, and he's just like, just breathe, just breathe. You know, he just got the wind knocked out of you and stuff, and she just like huddles and she goes, his chest. You saved me. me, and then he just then, kisses her. But he kisses and the way that he kisses her is so like feather light oh, at first, like it's just like a brush of the lips and just kind of like a reassurance type yes. of kiss, like she's safe. She's alive she's not bleeding or whatever yes. and it's just a reassurance but as soon as he kisses her that one time he's like oh shit and they yep. have a deeper kiss yeah and it's so good yep. and then and then you know abby is just like drowning in it and she's like this is so different from the other kiss that i've had like this is yeah everything. we kind of hear in the background of her point of view lawrence this lawrence yeah, guy yeah she kind of got taken advantage of and a previous employer's son came of course when she was a governess kind of was promising to marry her and basically just wanted to get in her pants and apparently it wasn't even the first time that this yeah. had happened with a governess yeah and she he almost he almost took her virginity but um, yeah. The parents walked in and they're like, "We're moving, we're moving to Jamaica." And I, I'll, I'll give, give you, you a good reference, reference, and that's the best Bye. we can do. Bye. Um, so she feels a little jaded for like promises, and she, she yeah, from course, men and the aristocrats. For, she longs for family, and in the beginning, when she's thinking of like the little demon children, she still loves them, but she's just like, it's so sad being a governess because like you care for these children day in day out, but like they outgrow yeah. you. And she gives them you, all the love in her heart, yes, but they're, they're gonna leave. Hers. They're not yeah. hers. They're not and her so family. She longs for her own family, and like that's yeah. just like that's Abby's dream that she never really says that that's her dream. And I think to have that a kind of family that kind of comes out in this kiss, like it's yeah. such just like you know attentive devotion devotion yes. you know and yes. he, she's just like can't get enough of it and yeah. then suddenly he breaks it and he's like that was a mistake that was a and mistake of course and, stuff. and she's like of course of course you're you're engaged like oh yes of course and but she's ashamed you yeah. know and it's just it's so devastating because she's like of course it's a mistake he would never be with me you know because yeah. she's already been jilted in this way before so um max had also planned to go to manchester to meet with mr parslow but like uh after all of this and like being having to move like aunt b you know to the house and stuff he he writes to parslow saying it's going to be delayed a little bit Mm -hmm. so in the meantime um he tasks abby he brings her to make it a home and like abby's Mm -hmm. like at first she's just kind of like well wouldn't you want your like fiance to decorate it and stuff and whenever he says like the way that you made the old house homey like i want that to be here too and like Mm -hmm. she thinks on like the stories that lady b told her and he's like okay i can do this for the little boy who always wanted a home." even though it's like like breaking her own heart because like she's like i'm gonna gonna decorate for like for him him and his his bride yeah yeah not me you know because she knows she's already falling for him right and in the meantime, in the week that they're preparing to move, Morton Black comes back with a report and tells Ooh. Max all about Abby's background and, like, yeah. how she struggled, you know, after the dad died and worked by herself until her mom died. Mm-hmm. And she was taking care of her mom and her six-year-old little sister for a long time. And so, like, he's very sympathetic. And and also finds out that um, later, like, after the post office incident, the letter was addressed to Abby Chantry, her actual name, not yeah. Chance, as, as he knows them. And it was blank inside. And so he was like, this is bait. Who would want to harm yeah, you? Yeah, somebody like, was just trying on? to trying like, to see who would pick no up this idea. letter. Like, I have no idea of what's going on. And, like, Abby, 
she's being a little bit willfully obtuse about like what's what possibly could be happening yeah. because there's that although of, she like, doesn't Mort understand why why would Mort the pimp guy be know after her. her yeah you know why why is he looking for her yeah so it doesn't always add up but like she should know that like well they have they've been in a scrape recently you know but yeah. she doesn't want to tell Max anything because she doesn't want to ruin Jane's reputation and she's also sent letters everywhere yeah you know she, to report the brothel right like, anonymously or the Bow Street and everything yes. else exactly and um so he finds out all about her background and that she is related to like mm-hmm. the gentry the ch- but yeah. that you know she, they've disowned her yeah exactly and then they move in to the new house okay and oh also we never mentioned freddie that oh uh, Max freddie because freddie, oh we have because he does plan on leaving for manchester soon and he wants somebody <laughs> to look after the girls he's hired two extra footmen explicitly to look after the girls whenever they go out and about he wants right. them to stay home and not go anywhere but, but he like, wants somebody do, to come and check up on yeah. them and he he wants his best friend freddie um to come check on them and <laughs> freddie is like he's one of those like foppish you know guys yeah he's like very into like fashion and just like he's leisurely he doesn't wake up until past 12 and stuff he's also a silent partner in the business mm-hmm. you know he's um, also very worried about the muffins he's worried about so- the muffins he's just like what are these women living with you they're probably muffins very basically like marriage mind yeah who trap you and trap you you. they're boring and they want to change you and all do all these things and he calls them muffins (laughs) and i love how like at first max like yeah sure they're muffins or whatever because he doesn't want freddie yeah they're very plain that they're They're beautiful and then whenever he needs freddie to actually do this he's like like, "Um, stop by the house stop by the house and come (laughs) pick me up on the way to your club knowing that aunt b is going to force freddie to come inside Mm -hmm. and i love how freddie like and it happens to when the in. girls are all in their new dresses all Daisy has made. They're looking beautiful. And Freddie sweeps in, goes straight, makes a beeline to Lady B, you know, says, oh, it's been so long, la, la, I'm so over her. sorry. And then mid-sentence, he catches sight of Jane Damaris, and he's like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> muffins? And he looks at Max, and he's like, muffins? Y'all, this scene <laughs> in the audiobook, <laughs> in the audiobook, I mean, it, it was so funny this is hilarious oh my god he's so great and then and b's like do you want some muffins my boy what do you keep talking about see if they have some muffins in the kitchen he just has a craving for muffins man like he doesn't want those (laughs) it was so funny oh Oh, but suddenly freddie's very attentive and he's there all the time literary society he's there like freddie's there i love that so um, Max does end up by uh, leaving to go to Manchester. He's mm-hmm. probably going to take like about 10 days. In the meantime, they get a caller. Okay, Lady B and Abby are downstairs and uh, someone's calling and Featherby's just like, it's, it's a man. And she's like, I only accept um, gentlemen. She's a like, man? What? A man? I only accept gentlemen. It's Mr. You know, Parslow. Mr. Parslow. And Henrietta, his yes. Lord Davenham's bride. Yeah. Ugh. So this is the 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 point at which lady b is just kind of like there what is going on why does max want to marry this girl because apparently she's she like was 18 nine. 19 yes, years like, old i thought now. that she was like an older you know someone who was older yeah. taking advantage wanting a title but like she wasn't more than nine whenever this mm-hmm. happened so like what's going on like what is what is parcel and then have she starts on max? to put it together and in the meantime they start their literary society at the new house and this is what <laughs> and max it's a huge success to. yes yes max is like oh man i get there and i you know parcel apparently went to london so that was a wasted trip and so he's like going home and he knows there's a tons of 
doesn't care. It's like someone's having a party or something. It's like interesting. And he doesn't know it's his house and he sees like people being dropped off like one after the other. There's like like, 30 something people in his large parlor. Yes. And uh, that's whenever he meets Sir Oswald on the uh, the stairs and stuff. And then he goes inside and he sees, you know, all the girls lined up in a chair and stuff. And, like, all these – he's just like, man, I see a lot of matron societies, but I also see a lot of men my age. Yes, my age like, here. I don't expect them to be here at this thing. It's weird <laughs> that they're here. And then he, and then, he's and like, then the girls start reading. The girls. They start reading and everyone's just, like, sitting. I love how he's entranced seat. by Abby. He is entranced by Abby as she's you reading her, her book and stuff <laughs> like that. And he's, like, getting a little – jealous of all the men who are paying attention to her mm-hmm. and stuff like that and i just really love it and freddie just kind of like it's been awful like yeah. it's been, <laughs> this has been horrible the way that i've had to fend you know people off and just like there were so many people all day in and day out you know trying to trying to come in to the girls yes. and stuff like that but i just love it and um so this is when lady v just like we need to talk like i want to talk to you and like what is going on um and she has a conversation before max comes home mm-hmm. with abby and she was just kind of like i just don't understand because there's no possible way that he would betroth himself to a nine-year-old girl and abby's just like but like what happened nine years ago was there something did max get yeah. into debt or anything? abby abby just kind of led her along Does, and she did was he in debt and she was like no max was never a gambler it was right whatever. when my husband Not like died my husband my husband did it. and she was like oh no She's like, he didn't. She was like, that's probably what happened. So mm-hmm. whenever she gets Max alone uh, later she gets on that him to night, confirm it. she's just like, how bad was it? She's like, how bad was it? And she's like, why didn't you ask me for help? I had money and a trust or whatever. And Max is just silent. And she's like, he, he didn't. Got he got into the trust. the trust. He broke. He had my money. And she was just, he was just like, nothing. We have nothing. Yeah. And he was like, parcel holds a deed to Davenham House. And she was just like. You need you've you've made enough money to pay him back, right? right. He's like yes, and she was just like, well, and the break interest, it. She break, was like, yeah, break the break the deal, and she he's like I can't. It's I'm a man of my word, and she's just like this is ridiculous. You're gonna this, ruin your whole life. Yes, you're gonna make all three of you miserable. She says yes. So it's implying <laughs> that you know, and B has noticed. Yeah. That there has been undercurrents between Max and Abby. And also that probably the girl doesn't really want to marry Max. It and that's why like, Max is like, well, maybe she doesn't. Maybe, maybe she doesn't. Maybe I could call it off if she doesn't yeah. want to marry me. Maybe I need to go so, call uh, Mr. Parslow and just like, you know, meet with her and just make sure. Because I don't want right. to force anyone to marry me. So he goes to her hotel. He yeah. figures out, you know, they're in the nicest hotel, whatever. I love how he, he like reasons it out. Like there's two possible hotels. But like. This one where the, the royalty likes to visit. So that's probably where Parslow is yeah. and he was yes and so she he goes up there Parslow greets him and she, he's like I just need a few private I mean you know within sight of you you know chaperoned I need private word with Henrietta but the sad thing is Henrietta like she's like oh well no whatever papa wants papa yeah, gets and papa, and like this is I would this never is my go duty. against this him. is my duty and like of course like of course I must like she just seems yeah. so docile she's and just very like, like and just sort of um resigned yeah to but like also life. not like resistant like she doesn't seem resistant she's just kind of like of course we're gonna get married yeah all right but like not <laughs> excited either she's very like middle yeah. of the road and he's like well damn there goes my one way out because if she didn't want to i would talk to and Parso, there's literally but, like, like nothing between them nothing. like he's just like how how am i gonna do this yeah you know 
So then he returns after this oh, visit. And, and there's like commotion. Commotion, guys. In the downstairs Somebody drawing area. Somebody tried to kidnap Jane. Yes. And Jane and Damaris had gone, you know, even though that they weren't allowed to, they just wanted to go walk in the park. Um, and they didn't. They like slipped their little footmen that were supposed to like um, be watching them. So, but Damaris tries to, um, jumps on the guys, but they don't want Damaris. Yeah. They just and so they're like, what's, are wanting Jane. What happened? What's this so about? So it's very interesting, but I also really love like whenever he gets home, like his first thought is like Abby, like he doesn't, he's like, Oh my God, does something happen to Abby? Mm-hmm. You know, yes. like he's very invested in like her being okay. She's like, no, I wasn't there. And he's like, okay, well, thank God. <laughs> and so after this, he just kind of like, he sees Abby's face and stuff. And he just like, she, she has to know she has to have a suspicion about what's going on. Right. I want, her to tell me i want her to trust me and so he takes her you know after the girls are settled and stuff like that he takes her into the library he's like we need to talk like you girls can go upstairs i'll talk to you later but like abby and i we need to talk and he and he's just like i need you to tell me like and she's like i don't know i don't know who's after us and he's like but you have a suspicion like tell me right now you have a suspicion and like abby's like being brought to tears she's like i can't or whatever like it's not my you know secret to tell and jane busts through yeah jane and damaris and she's just like uh, Abby's trying to protect me. Uh, this is she, what it's We happened. were in a brothel and, yes. um, you know, against our will and stuff like that. And she doesn't want to break a promise. So she doesn't want, you know, to ruin my reputation, basically. Mm-hmm. And Max's, you know, thought is just kind of like, you little fool, you didn't trust me. Like, that's what, yeah. like, he's just like, you could have come to me. You could have told me. And she was just like, she's like, how? How could I? You know? And I think it's like kind of like devastating for Max that, she doesn't she trust him in that yeah. way you know but also like after all this comes out like he's just kind of like i need to think like that's mm-hmm. his response is i need to think like he doesn't like or reassure her or anything and he just like goes off and so but she he's just, very she methodical just, yeah you know he's not thinking he's very like i need to get shit done and he's thinking about what he needs to get done right but he doesn't explain anything so <laughs> abby goes to bed that night thinking that his He's, opinion of her has is, is gone is is lowered and yes. just does not think of her the same way and you know and because she also tells him about like the reason why i met b is because i planned on stealing like she, yeah she, she tells everything honest. she's like everything just out on the table so she knows she's like i i've lost his good respect yeah. and his good favor so, so she's devastated the next morning uh feather just kind of like um so i was listening overhearing a conversation between daisy and uh his lordship and uh he's taking her to the magistrate and so abby just kind of like oh my god he's taking daisy to the magistrate like what's happening just mm-hmm. like again has no idea what's going on yeah. but b's like don't worry don't like, worry he has a good head you know. on his shoulder like don't don't worry for daisy or whatever well daisy returns alone that night and she's happy as a lark happy and she's like <laughs> Cool. She's like, I love whatever she like. I, she's like, I accent. could get used to this. Yeah, she's like, you know, he brought me to meet these these old people, and it turned out to be magistrates. And he basically like forces their hand to raid the brothel and arrest Mort, and he gets yep. shit done. And also, he decides to go visit uh, Mr. Parslow to call off the engagement because he had realized that you know he came close to like losing Abby, and he like you know. And he also is thinking is like Abby does everything for everyone else. Everything yeah. she's done, she's risked her life. She's jumped through that window several times to yeah. to save my aunt. She's like he's like, how can I let her go? Yeah, how can I can't. possibly let her he go? Can't let her go. And so he's gonna call it off, and he goes there. But unfortunately, Mister Parslow is not home it's just henrietta and so he is like he's like okay i'm gonna call on your dad tomorrow but like can we talk and yeah. basically he's just like i'm not gonna marry you and she's like you're not and like at first she <laughs> looks a little nervous like she's like you know a little squirrely at this yeah. moment and stuff and she's like you're not and she was like okay she's like okay well i ask one favor <laughs> like just don't 
don't call on my dad until tomorrow. I knew something was up because like her maid servants looking in the hall, like yeah. looking around, it's like expecting very someone. Shady. <laughs> very shady. And she was completely dressed in her day, her, like her day gown yes. at night. Like it was, you know, it was going on evening. Yeah. Like, very interesting. Like a, very yeah. interesting situation. But Max so, is just so focused on like breaking off the engagement. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah. okay, now he feels lighter, but like he doesn't want to tell Abby yeah, anything he until, tell, he can, it, until, until he can finalize it with like, Mr. Parcel. Right, like he doesn't right. want to get her hopes up and he just like, anyway, so he goes out to his club to go kind of celebrate with Freddie. Freddie. And um, so Abby doesn't see him until the next morning. The and next morning she gets a letter. She gets a letter. And it's in the same penmanship as the letter with the blank with the blank letter inside that was just addressed to her and it was just like you know dear like, and it, dear miss chantry and the, the whores you call sisters, sisters. and she's like, like what and i was she's like immediately ah! trembling and and max walks in and is like good morning miss miss chantry how are you doing and she's just like thrown she mortified thrown. first of all she's thinking max doesn't even care for her anymore how could yeah. he possibly after all that he she told him right and also now they have this threatening letter well as soon as Max, um, Mr. Parslow shows up, so Max leaves the breakfast room and goes off to the and parlor like, with this Mr. Parslow. Where he's gonna like talk to Abby, and then Mr. Parslow shows up. Like, yes, he, it's like he's he's, he's about almost to, like he, like he's he about wants to, to just tell be, her, like, you know, and like he even like you know kisses her hand, good morning, stuff. Like he's not acting like he doesn't right. like her, but like she still. But he's like, would you take a ride with me at three today? Yeah, like he's are, thinking, you, are you busy? Like I yeah. need to have a conversation with you and yeah. stuff like that. And she's, she's like, like thrown sh- by the letter, sure. and she's like, sure, whatever. Then Mr. Parslow comes. Out yeah. and but then the letter the letter says the letter gets it it basically is like what is going to happen to the family gonna expose you and it's going to not only that lady it's going to right it's going to ruin B- lady b and max and they're going to be pariahs of society because yeah. of you yeah. and your so you sisters. have to leave london have to leave today london. tomorrow if you're still here it's all going to come out yeah so as she finishes reading the letter, she starts overhearing the conversation. Mr. Parcel's like yelling or whatever, and she's and he was like, "My secretary, la la la." And so she's like, she walks out, and um, she overhears Mr. Parcel basically saying that Henrietta has run off with the secretary and that he's <laughs> gonna disown her and everything. Abby has had enough. She is just like, how dare you talk about your daughter that way? Mm-hmm. You know, um, she's your only family and you're going to disown her for, you know. Because she's chosen love? Yes, exactly. And like, what about whenever you're old and gray and you have no one to take care of you and you're not going to, you know, so um, your know your grandchildren and stuff yeah. like that. And so obviously Max, knowing her background at this point, knows that she's thinking about how, her own how difficult it was mm-hmm. being cut off from family because she had no support left whenever her parents died yeah and i love the way that she dresses down mr parslow and he like starts like coming around and he was like grandchildren grandchildren and then eventually she starts talking him back up and she was like well like you keep talking about you know a title or whatever but like why don't you work your way up to being a knight that way your daughter wouldn't outrank you yeah sir sir parslow and he's like oh sir and he was like you know and he was just like "Hmm, my dear girl like you're buttering me up and she's like yes but it's true she's like but it's true and I love it. And he was like, okay, okay. And she's and like, so you're not going to disown him? Her, her, no, I was just, you know, I was just a word father. 
and stuff like that. And, and of, course, I, of course, Parsley is fine. Yeah, and but she he gives him a kiss on the cheek. You're so cute. It was. It so was adorable. very sweet. Like Abby's not hateful in no. any way. And then, but the saddest part is that Parsley is like, uh, I can do this, Davidon, but I need your help to find my girl. And so he agrees in front of Abby to go after Henrietta. Yeah. And so again, Abby doesn't know what's going on. She has no. She's like, oh, so okay, something's happening, but he's still chasing after Henrietta. But before he leaves, before he leaves, he takes her wrist and kisses like the inside of her palm oh it's and very she cups his face and shoes like she basically like kind of says something to the effect of like goodbye goodbye she says goodbye and, like, lord davenham he, he like you know gets the vibe but like he just like oh i'll explain stuff to her whenever i get back yeah but he's Max. just kind of thinking yeah like that she's just being very formal and yeah 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 exactly so oh lord so whenever he gets back He's like, where's Miss Abby? Um, Can you tell her to come down whatever? And Featherbee's like, she's gone. And he's like, gone out? Um, she's like, no, I think you better talk to Lady B. Goes talk to Lady B. And Lady B's just like, uh, they're you're gone. Dumb. You're dumb <laughs> for going after this girl. And she's like, he's like, what are you talking about? I wasn't going after the Parso girl. I already had called it off the night before. And she's like, you did? And he's like, yes, I did. And she's like, oh, my dear boy. Like, you've come to your senses and all. And he's like, But yeah, it's, of you're too late. And and she's like, well, Abby has gone. She has left. They've gone, you know, somewhere. And I promised that I wouldn't tell or whatever. And he's like, what? And she was like, and there's this letter. And so he reads the threatening uh, letter. And he's just like, oh, again, she didn't trust me. You know, like. He's like, he's like I don't this. care what people would say about me. Yeah, exactly. They could say whatever I they want. I just want her. And and stuff and uh she and he was just like why would she not tell me and and lady was just like well maybe it was because after <laughs> she told you these revealing secrets about herself you just left and said i need to think you didn't reassure her you didn't mm-hmm. make sure that she knew it's that like, yeah but i was gonna opinion. talk to her at three yeah but she but knows you didn't. <laughs> and, and, and lady b's like how does she know and he was like because yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. So Lady B is just like good. leading Max to being like, you're mm-hmm. dumb for not explaining shit to her because she has no idea that you actually love her, care for her, or even respect her at this point. I also love that. I love this moment because Amy says, I love that girl. And he's like, I know. I, I, I know. do too. I do too. Oh, and was so she was good. also, okay. She was like, okay, well then you need this. Gives him an emerald ring. And he was like, oh, your rings, they're not mm-hmm. lost. And he was like, yeah. She's like, apparently whenever I was sick, I hid my rings. In, like like Featherbee or somebody found it. And we found it when we were moving houses. So apparently mm-hmm. I hid my my jewels that I was I, I never take off. And I hid them in the Isn't bed that post. so sad? Like in her sort of delirium yes. and her neglect. She was protecting her precious she did. rings. Oh. And she was like, this is like, my this favorite. One, this one is. And it's meant for Abby. Oh. And he was like, he kisses her and he's like, thank you, Aunt B. So he travels to Bath. And I love how it's like raining and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and they're like all he, to he look sees for them her immediately looking in a, a, a shop window, and he just says Abby. And she turns around and he just goes up and kisses her. I was so oh my god, oh, it's so, so good, beautiful. like in front of everybody, in front like of everybody. Okay, <laughs> awesome. I fucking love it. And he I just did too. like he just like there's so much I need to explain. Like, will you come with me or whatever? And um. <laughs> Come with me back to the hotel or whatever. And uh, I think it was Jane that said, like, oh, you can't go, but you, you'll be compromised or whatever. And he's like, I'm very much hoping to. I'm very much yeah. hoping that I am going to compromise. I'm going to compromise And Daisy's her. like, oh, you go on. You go. Go be compromised. <laughs> I like, love Daisy. Da- Daisy's like, yes, get him. Like, <laughs> Daisy's cheering him on. And, like, Abby's, like, oh, blushing and stuff like that. And he was just like, he was just like, I need to talk to you. Like, so anyway, Abby's just like, okay, I'll hear him out. And it just felt so good to be, like, wrapped in his arms. Like, he's yeah. walking with his hand around 
around her waist, which is scandalous, like the way right. that he's walking with her, you know, <laughs> and he's just like, but I just, she's craving his touch and she's like, I'm not going to go into the hotel, you know, um, I, I, I'm craving this, but like, I, I, there's nothing that I can't he can give really him. Say. Right. And then he explains, he was just like, I had already called it off with Henrietta. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry I didn't explain. I just needed to help him. And now she's, you know, they're planning this huge wedding in in Manchester, you know, and she's going to be happy. (laughs) And and I love you and I I want you. it's you that I want. (laughs) And she goes up to his room. And it's just so good. He tells her all the fucking things, okay? He finally just like, I need to get this all out because I made a mistake before by not telling you everything. And I want you to hear me out. And he just lays it all out and how he wants to marry her and be with her and how much he loves her and like they kiss and stuff and he's just like okay i think now is the time that you have to leave you know like, like <laughs> i'm we've getting gone excited far enough, you know i'm glad that you know all this and like but you have to leave you know um or we're gonna t- anticipate our wedding vows and she was just like i'm fine with that let's do that i'm fine with that <laughs> and oh god it's so beautifully like wonderful it was and it's a beautiful scene oh so good and like you know she's nervous but like he reassures her and they just have such a lovely lovely sex scene like the only one that's in the book yeah and it's so beautiful and then like even like after he like lights a fire he makes it cozy and like they're mm-hmm. in like their little cocoon and stuff like that oh and they're just, like, <laughs> i love about- like yeah like the future yeah and, you i know. love like even in the epilogue later she's thinking uh because they're gonna um they go to they're gonna go to the the davenham estate in the country and she makes sure her sisters can't come because she plans yes to... because it's been horrible the past like yes month where they she's been, like all she's been, been thinking of bath yeah you know and their the little like, hotel room and she's like it, i have sisters underfoot so i have no way to sneak around with max because there's lady b and my sisters and yeah. like no so like they're like we're just gonna travel a month ahead of the wedding to fix up the house <laughs> to fix up the house we'll be living in together yes, yeah you know We'll yeah. take Featherby as a chaperone. Yeah, as a chaperone. <laughs> and I love how Lady B's like, not a, not a sister? And they're not like, a si- no, no. They want to stay oh, here. She knows. They want to stay here. It's so awesome. It's, I, it's so, so perfect. It's so good. Good so lord. I love it. And he was just like, you know, we're going to make this house a home and we're going to have mm. a family. Fill it with family. Fill it with kids. Yeah. And like, how would they both crave? Like, they yes, both they crave, both crave family. family. Oh. Fucking beautiful. You know, anything that sur- surrounds family is going to be something that yeah. gets us both. Yeah. You know? So absolutely love awesome. this book. Love this awesome. book so much. Awesome. Awesome. Showdown scene. Honestly, I'd I be surprised think... if we didn't have the same one, but you know, well, we'll see. I figured I thought you were gonna go toward the beginning. I'm picking the kiss on the street. That's what it is. Um, and so so I got the to bath kiss scene. Hello. Y'all. It's just so good. And I got to so I since I got to go to bath this summer, mm-hmm. I was able I was like picturing, okay, it could have been right here, could have been right there. Like I it was just like I don't know. It was really, really cool. It was and just really it's cool. the moment just because, like, it feels very out of character for Max, like I said. I mean, he's been very, so, you know, and he just wanted to make sure that he was extremely clear in front of every other person that Abby was the one for him. <laughs> it's just so funny because, yeah, he says her name, Abby, and they all turn. We're waiting for this big declaration, ex- explanation. And he, just kisses her. he just kisses her. Like, <laughs> but, like, it's so full of emotion and stuff, too, because, like, he could have lost her. Like, yes. What, what if nobody knew where she went? Like, he could have, honestly, she could have disappeared ugh. from his life like yes. and he could have never found her oh, it God, reminded me of like it. persuasion or something yeah. you know it had like reminiscence of a jane austen it you was know? so freaking beautiful and you know i'm sure that it's influenced because in all the books she has like a little jane, little austen, jane austen quote quotes. at the beginning of the mm-hmm. chapters and stuff and yeah so that's definitely my favorite scene because it's just so beautiful and heartwarming and it's just kind of like 
their beginning finally <sighs> yes finally they can be happy <laughs> finally after all this struggle they can be together yeah and I just it was loved awesome it so much but it's great a close second honestly was abby and lady b whenever they rescued her honestly i mean like that that scene just like endeared Look, me. i just like was even like, this for is me beautiful. the soup scene yeah just like um, something so simple and, and just i like have simple human oh, kindness you know to strangers it was just so, something that just like really just like warmed me pulled up my heartstrings there's definitely know, some tenderness it. in the writing yeah by this author that really impressed me like i even <laughs> i choked up twice in the epilogue about the wedding and i don't get sappy about weddings but it was just about you know her thinking even about like you know, I don't have anything for my parents. And then she looked at Jane. Oh, I have my sister. The my best sister's thing. Here. And I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I got, like, all, it's like, very, sappy. It's, it's, it's a wonderful sentimental very, kind of book. Like, it just, like, has a lot of sentiment and just beautiful, yeah. beautiful writing. And I want to start the second one now. I'm excited for you. <laughs> I'm excited for you to read the second one. Mm. I still have to read Daisy. So that's the only one that I haven't read yet. Okay. Anyway, guys, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and we look forward to the next one where we'll be reviewing King of Wrath. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A.